Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. The Phillies take down the Baltimore Orioles for a second straight game. They win the series. A strong comeback performance for your Philadelphia Phillies. will break it all down. Plus, Trey Turner got a day off. Forced day off by Rob Thompson. Not so much a benching, but we'll break out what that means. And I've also got an update for you on some coming trade deadline content. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out here uh, on Locked On Phillies. It was a great win yesterday. We're going to get into all of it. A uh, quick apology real quick. Sorry, I had some uh, car trouble yesterday, so I couldn't get an episode out yesterday. Don't worry. We're going to make up the episodes. I've got plenty of content coming for you before the trade deadline. We'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. Let me introduce myself first, though. Of course, I'm your host of Locked On Phillies, Connor Thomas. You can hear me on the radio here in Philadelphia on 97.5 The Fanatic. Uh, you can watch me on TV on NBC Sports Philadelphia every once in a while, credential Philadelphia Phillies media member, and uh, host of the Locked On Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. All that really helps me out and helps the folks out at the Locked On Network. So thank you for doing that in advance. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. I'll tell you more about them uh, coming up in the episode when we get to our ad reads. But let's start with the Philadelphia Phillies taking down the Orioles again. I got two games to really talk about because I didn't get a chance to talk after a walk-off winner on Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, what day is it? Tuesday was the walk-off winner. Wednesday was yesterday, which was the 6-4 to four victory. Uh, the Phillies are losing. Or losing. The Phillies are winning so much. They're doing both recently. They're very up and down. But the Phillies are winning so much recently, it's hard to keep track of, too. Let's start with the walk-off winner real quick because I haven't gotten into that. Uh, the Phillies thought that they were in trouble late on that one. They were playing from behind a little bit of a struggle there for the Philadelphia Phillies facing Kyle Gibson. Tywin Walker didn't have his best stuff, but he battled through to a nice start. Six hits and two earned runs over five and two thirds innings pitched. I mean, you'll take that if the offense shows up, you're good, but the offense for the Phillies didn't show up until the bottom of the last inning. They were trailing three to two. Uh, they had just given up the lead in the eighth inning. And uh, that was off of Matt Strom who gave up a home run, who was not pleased about doing that. Bottom of the ninth, two outs. Bryce Harper's on first base, and Bryce's stock comes up, and he takes the first pitch he sees and rakes it down the right field line for a double. Harper scores, ties up the game. Jay Termuto then beats out an infield hit. You've got first and third, I believe it was, uh, with Alec Bohm coming up, and Bohm singles to end the game. All this with two outs. It was such a good performance late, and it was Alec Bohm and Bryce's stock and Jay Termuto. Jay Termuto more with the wheels. He kind of grounded out. And it was a double clutch from Mateo at shortstop for the uh, Orioles, which really helped the Phillies end up winning this one. But the daycare came through huge. And those guys, now, I'm not going to do the hot take thing that some people have gotten into. Oh, Bryson Stott, Alec Bohm, untouchable, never move him, don't care if Shohei Otani was available, which he's not. We found that out. 
Uh, but not trading those guys for anything. All right. That's kind of insane, folks. If Shohei Otani is available, you go ahead and you trade whoever you need to to get him. And they're not untouchable, but they're very, very good young players. And those guys are going to be stars. Bryce Harper uh, said after the game that Bryson Stott is going to be an absolute star in this league. And uh, Bryson was humbled by that. Of course, the guy's friends from Las Vegas. And we already know the season Alec Bohm's putting in. Those guys who celebrate every win like it's their last by dumping water over their teammates and everything, they've put together uh, such a great year. Well, it's more Bryson Stott and Alec Bohm, or, and Brandon Marsh to do that. But Bohm's kind of in on it, too. The daycare is just absolutely incredible this year. They're coming through big. And that's what a team needs to be great. Your superstars, you need them to be really good. And they haven't been recently, but we'll talk about JT breaking out in game three of this series. But when the young kids who you don't expect to make huge contributions become stars before our very eyes, uh, just it's amazing. Amazing to see. So good of a turnaround for both these guys. Remember, Alec Bohm was sent down two years ago. Bryson Stott was sent down last year. It's not like these guys have had the cleanest road to success. Like they've had setbacks at points, but they mentally have fought through it and made themselves super valuable to this ball club. That was great to see. And now the Phillies, they gave themselves a chance to win the series yesterday, which they would end up doing playing from behind again. Listen, Ranger Suarez went out there and it wasn't his best start. Like he gave up a three run home run to Adley Rushman earlier. He ended up with four earned runs on the day. All four of the Baltimore Orioles earned runs or runs in general because they scored four in the game were credited to Suarez, but he battled. He got through six innings. He only gave up seven hits. It was just that home run that killed him. Six strikeouts, one walk, and the Phillies uh, facing off against Kyle Bradish, who's been really good. Uh, they got five earned off of him in six and two-thirds. That's the more impressive thing. Like, the offense really battled through in this one. You're down 3 nothing in the third after that Rutschman home run. And then in the bottom of the third, Jake Cave, who had an awesome day. I had a tweet ready where it's just like, what is Jake Cave doing still playing for this team and then he had that day uh he had an rbi double in the third to cut the lead to three to one nick castellanos hit an rbi single to score jake cave and make it three to two in the third then at the bottom of the fourth jt ramuto had a huge rbi double to score bryson stott and alec bone put the phillies up four three and they just went on a run there in the early innings the seventh uh, unfortunately sir anthony dominguez gave up an rbi single to austin hayes to make it a four four ball game but the phillies uh, they scored in three innings in this one, and two of them were answering runs scored by the Orioles. That's a great sign, and I've been telling you about it all year. They answer when other teams score. That's a great indicator of a team that's going to have playoff success, not just making it in, success when the playoffs roll around. Edmundo Sosa hit a homer in the seventh to put the Phillies up 5-4 to four after they surrendered the lead in the top of the inning. Bryce Harper had a big RBI single, too, to extend the lead to 6-4. They went with Craig Kimbrell in the eighth which I thought was interesting, an interesting move by Rob Thompson, but it ended up working out. And then Gregory Soto goes out and he gets the save in this one. Gregory Soto, the man who I initially wanted to be the closer for this team. Now, I can't get mad at the decision because Craig Kimbrell was an all-star and he's been lights out. Like, he's been so good this year. But I think Soto has still a high ceiling and he looked really good in the ninth in this one. And the Phillies take care of the Baltimore Orioles 6-4. to four. And the biggest thing, is, it's just – it's good and bad, right? Phillies are playing from behind, which is a bad thing, which means they're giving up runs early. And the starting pitching needs to be a little bit cleaner in that aspect, but they've battled. Like, they're they're going through fights. Sometimes you have an easy day at work. Sometimes you have tougher days at work that you got to fight through, and it's the same for Major League Baseball players. And the Phillies starters have just been on a string of tough days at work. But when you can win those games, that shows that the team has fight. 
That shows that the team has mental fortitude. That shows that this is a team that believes in their ability to beat really good teams. And trust me, the Orioles are a really good team. If you don't believe it from that series, just look at their record, 62 and 40. And in the standings, they are currently still the top team in the American League East and the second best team in all of baseball. And you just took a series from them. Now, it was a home series. Gives a little bit of advantage to the Philadelphia Phillies with the walk-off and the last at-bats and games like uh, like yesterday that were tight. But And they probably, probably should have won the game that they had uh, game one. They had a really good look at sweeping the Orioles. I mean, what what a series for the Philadelphia Phillies to battle through adversity. Now, again, hopefully adversity doesn't happen, right? Ideally, you don't get down into a hole early. And uh, the starting pitching needs to be better in that aspect. The bullpen giving up runs late needs to be better. It, it was kind of a rougher series as far as production, but you can't argue with the results. I'm not going to be mad at that ever. And uh, it sets the Phillies up nice for a good stretch they have coming up. Now, in another episode, because I got a bunch of content to pump out to you, we're going to preview uh, the upcoming series that the Philadelphia Phillies have that uh, starts this weekend in Pittsburgh with the Pirates. It'll start Friday night. Uh, check out, check that game out on the SiriusXM app. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of their Friday night, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. We'll get into that in another episode. So I'll have that ready to go for you. But, yes, a good win yesterday, a good win the day before, and a good series win against the Baltimore Orioles. And there was a, uh, a bit of an underlying story to this, uh, uh, one of those tangential stories that didn't really have anything to do with the win, but it's still something worth talking about. We're going to get into that coming up, which is Trey Turner got the day off. And I've been calling for this. I'll tell you why I think it works and why I hope it will work for Trey Turner and the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll discuss as we continue Locked On Phillies. All right, let me tell you about my friends over at Sleeper. They're sponsoring today's episode. They're our title sponsor, and, you know, I got to give them some more love because they give you the opportunity to win 100 times your money. I don't care if you're my worst enemy in the world. You offer me 100 times my money, we're best friends now. Who doesn't love uh, some good cash in your pocket? And let me tell you how you can win that money on Sleeper. And Sleeper, me and them, we're not worst enemies. I love these guys because the app is absolutely awesome. It's a daily fantasy baseball app, and Sleeper's offering the 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. So you got some things you can pick. The Phillies have an off night. Look around baseball. I mean, it's a little bit late because the Angels are currently playing the Tigers in a doubleheader, but Shohei Otani, a complete game shutout. You also homered in game two already. I mean, if you had bet the over in uh, strikeouts or the under in hits for the Tigers, various Tigers players. You just pick individual players, and there's money to be made all across baseball when you do this uh, with Sleeper and you play daily fantasy on there. You choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs and hits and strikeouts and all that good stuff, and you get your prick, uh, picks right, you could win big. Okay, the app's so easy to use. They just give you a little lineup. You pick over under, you answer your players, all of that good stuff. It's so easy. If I can figure it out, anyone can figure it out. You definitely can figure it out too. It's such a fun app to be able to do the daily fantasy baseball. This is the time of the year where if you play like actual fantasy baseball with your buddies where you're drafting a team for the year, let's be honest, your team probably stinks at this point. People are hurt. People are traded. Teams are terrible. All this other stuff. You want to play daily fantasy baseball with Sleeper because it gives you a new team and a new chance to win every single day. Eight new players every day. 
You lose yesterday, doesn't mean you can't win today, just like baseball. And entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals of your money as well. That's a key selling point because you want to get your money quickly and securely. And uh, Sleeper does that for you. So let me tell you how they can help you out even more. You use promo code Locked On, as in Locked On Phillies, and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. They're currently operational in over 30 states. That's more than half. So it means chances are they're operational in yours. So go ahead and check out Sleeper today. All right, let's get into this Trey Turner thing, because this is very interesting to me. I want to I break this down. So Rob Thompson approached Trey Turner about taking a day off earlier on in the week, and Trey Turner said, nah, I'm good, boss. I'm going to go ahead and play through it. And he played through it, and it did not go well. Trey Turner didn't have a good series against the Orioles. He struggled. So yesterday in the series ender, uh, Rob Thompson said, I'm taking that out of his hands. He's sitting. So he went ahead and sat, and Edmundo Sosa played. Now Edmundo Sosa hit a home run in the game, a big one at that. It ended up being the winning run in the game. I'm not here to tell you Edmundo Sosa should start over Trey Turner. Am I telling you that maybe Trey Turner needs to sit another game or two? Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. And here's the reason why. It's not inability. It's mentality. He got tossed earlier in the series for arguing a strike that looked like a strike and got thrown out. He had two errors in that game. He's in that mental zone that Alec Bohm has found himself in before where it's just like it feels like everything's going wrong in the field, everything's going wrong at the dish, and you can just tell by how they're interacting with umpires, other players, fans, whatever it may be, just their general demeanor. You can tell that they're going through it. Now, Trey Turner spoke uh, after the day he got ejected, and he said, no, mentally I'm fine. Uh, mentally I'm in a fine place. I'll be all right, this, that, and the other thing. He heard boos from the home crowd. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I expect better of myself was basically the sentiment. We get that. He's saying all the right things. He's not doing the I blank hate this place like Alec Bohm did when he was going through it, which is probably for the best, even though that's kind of become a uh, uh, turned Alec Bohm into a cult hero here in Philadelphia. But Trey Turner says he's OK, but he doesn't look OK. He doesn't look mentally where he needs to be. And it reminds me so much of Nick Castellanos from last year. I don't know what it is with big name free agents coming into the city and struggling in their first year, but I don't know. Maybe it's a tough place to play expectation wise. Maybe we're a tough fan base. I mean, we are, but maybe that's affecting them. Uh, maybe it's just, I don't know, moving with the family and young kids and everything. Castellanos has a young son. Trey Turner has young kids. Like it's just, it's an interesting situation to deal with. And a lot of people think these, Pro athletes, because of the money they make, are bulletproof, and they don't have regular people problems. Who knows what's going on off the field for Trey Turner? I, I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what he's struggling with outside of baseball. But bottom line is he looks lost at the plate. And the irony of it all, right, is that now not only is he not playing well, but it seems opposition has figured out how to get Trey Turner out, and it's breaking balls low and away, almost a carbon copy of the pitches that they would throw to Nick Castellanos all year last year to get him out, and he just looked lost on. I, I don't know, man. That's just the irony of being a Philadelphia sports fan. But he's dealing with a lot mentally, and sometimes you need to take a day or two to just sit down, watch a game, collect your thoughts, get out of the rut. Uh, like, there's there's things – this is going to be a deep-cut reference, but if you're a, uh, a millennial like me and you like TV growing up, you might get this one. But there's an episode of this show called Drake and Josh, Drake Bell, Josh Peck. It was a classic Nickelodeon TV show. And they were working at a sushi place and there was a sushi conveyor belt. And what they did was they just had to take sushi off the line 
and like set them on plates. And then, of course, the trope in the TV show is the conveyor belt keeps speeding up and speeding up. And they start throwing the sushi into the ceiling and trying to eat it and stick it to the ceiling so they don't get in trouble when their boss comes in because it's just going too fast. That's kind of what can happen with the baseball season. The upside of when you're going hot is you get to have four or five more bats tomorrow to keep hitting and you're getting a rhythm and everything feels good. And an object in motion uh, tends to stay in motion. It's one of the Newton's laws of motion, right? It's scientific. Uh, but the downside is when you're having a bad time, the season can really speed up on you. It feels like every day it's a new problem and you can't get out of it and you can't take a break. It's like being on an endless treadmill. And Rob Thompson, sitting Trey Turner, I almost said Trey Thompson, Trey Turner, uh, I don't think they're related. Uh, anyway, I got distracted. Rob Thompson sitting Trey Turner gives him an opportunity to get off the treadmill for a couple of days, just collect himself. Hey, we're going to need you down the stretch. I know you're still a good baseball player. I know you got this in you. Sit for a couple of days. Put you back at shortstop. We'll see how you do. And he's had his moments this year. He just hasn't been nearly the player that he normally is. So I do really think that this is going to help Trey Turner because one, it, it can't hurt him. But I think we got to be careful turning this into a narrative of oh, don't play Trey Turner. I saw so many people when we did off the pole, and I asked where the Phillies need to improve uh, at the deadline. A lot of people were writing in shortstop. The Phillies aren't getting a shortstop at the deadline. They're not replacing Trey Turner. They're not trading Trey Turner. If you're not familiar, he has a no-trade clause through the entirety of his contract, as does Bryce Harper. They've signed very similar deals. So unless he requests a trade, he's not going anywhere. He will be fine long-term, right? Next year, we're going to get good Trey Turner. And the year after that, and the year after that, and all this good stuff, right? But we're not talking about the future right now. We're talking about this year. So while I believe in the long-term success of this Trey Turner contract this year, if the Phillies are going to compete for a World Series, they're not going to do it without him playing well. And maybe this is the jump start he, he needs. But I've been calling this for about a, calling for this for about a month now. I wish they would have done it a little bit sooner, but Rob Thompson finally went ahead and said, hey, take a day, sit down. We took it out of his hands. Trey Turner's earned the right to talk himself into playing, but uh, Rob Thompson finally seen enough. It's not a punishment. He's trying to help him, okay? So let's not look at it as a punishment or a benching or any of that. It's a way to try and jumpstart him with a bit of a rest and a mental break. I hope it works because the Phillies could absolutely use him to get right. And we'll see if he's in the lineup tomorrow night against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Again, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Series XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you'll be able to pull that all up there. So we'll see if Turner's in the lineup. And if so, I'll be watching closely, and I'm sure you will be as well, as to what he does in those games of that series. And going forward, because the Phillies are on the home stretch, got to start making hay now. They did with a nice series win. Coming up, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some trade deadline content, an update. I was going to give it to you yesterday. The trade deadline mill has already been moving. So I'll update you a little bit on some things that have happened. And we'll talk about how I'm going to break down some news about who I think the Phillies are going to potentially make moves for. We'll get into that as we wrap up today's episode of Locked On Phillies. All right, let's jump into it. One more time, I want to let you know, off night tonight for the Philadelphia Phillies, because I'm recording this on Thursday. Phillies take on the Pirates Friday, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up everything there. Now, I'm also going to be putting out an episode relatively soon. I'm going to be recording it later tonight, so these guys don't get traded for uh, before the episode comes out. But yes, 
tomorrow we're going to have, or maybe even later tonight, depending on how quickly I get everything done, we're going to have the Phillies trade deadline preview. I've got some names, some guys that have already gotten moved. One of the guys on my list for yesterday to talk about was Lucas Giolito. He's already been traded to the Angels. Uh, I was going to talk about Shohei Otani and Juan Soto. I don't think either of them are getting moved, and I'll go into deeper reasons why, but then Shohei got taken off the market too. So one for two, I guess. I'm batting 500 because I said Shohei wouldn't be moved, but I want Giolito for the Phillies. There's still plenty of other options out there, so I'm going to break down some guys. I'm going to give you a deeper dive into my guy, Adam Duvall, who I've already mentioned, said he's my trade deadline darling for the Philadelphia Phillies. All of this good stuff. Um, let's see. The Dodgers, I just got a notification. The Dodgers are engaged in talks to try and get Nolan Arenado. I mean, things are happening fast. The Phillies haven't gotten anybody yet, but the Dodgers got Kike Hernandez, Lucas Giolito to the Angels, Carlos Santana. I think he went, where did he go, to the Pirates or something? Uh, yeah, Carlos Santana moved. Like, a lot of guys are moving around already. Uh, Lance Lynn might be on the move, also from Chicago. So the Phillies better get working. But Dave Dombrowski said recently, that you're going to overpay if you get out there too soon and you try and take advantage. So sometimes it has to be an 11th hour type thing. And I'm cool with that because I trust him. Like I blindly trust Dave Dombrowski. He hasn't steered us wrong yet since he's been here as uh, GM of the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't believe he's going to do it at this trade deadline. So we'll break down what I think the Phillies could do and should do. And that'll be in an episode coming your way uh, before the end of the week, either tonight or tomorrow. So that'll be a fun one to get into. I'll be recording that as my next episode. So there you have it. That's what's coming up. That's all for Locked On Phillies today. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Really appreciate you checking us out. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.